Let us pray and believe God. The prayer in Ephesians that God would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of our understanding may be enlightened that we may know the hope of His calling. I'm going to start with a verse that you probably heard me use many times. And it's not going to stop. It's the 2 Timothy 1.9 how God saved us you know something I, I gotta admit I don't have scriptures in front of me I don't I can't open a Bible in front of me I guess I could if I did this differently but I do know this scripture how God has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his purpose and grace which was given to us before the world was created. There are other verses that say things about before the world was created. Paul says in Titus 1, how God promised us eternal life, which was promised to us before the world was created. And Ephesians 1.3, it says, We are chosen in Him before the foundation of the world. And look in every other, and all three of these verses, in every translation that I have, I looked at, and they may have a different way of saying it, but they say the same thing. Now, you might remember that I did this booklet out to those that would memorize the scriptures in it. And there's, there's 152 verses that are in the New Testament that declare uh, what God did for us in Christ Jesus. And so uh, some of those verses use the terms beforehand, like, for example... Ephesians 2.10, which ought to be some of our favorite verses. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ, before uh, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, it doesn't say before uh, time or and by the way, some, some translations say that instead of before the world began. They say before time began. There's an old joke, by the way. What was God doing before he created the world? Well, the answer is nothing. He didn't have the time. Well, he was doing something. He was just doing it in a different dimension than time. But he's talking about, you know, one translation of the uh, one person types, which God promised as eternal life, which God hath before ordained, I mean, eternal life, which he promised to us, which God, who cannot lie, promised to us before the world began. And there are some interesting uh, things that it says in, in other translations, which indicate that 
before uh, that. Well, in this particular verse, uh, God, who promised us eternal life, suggests that it's eternity past in the, in the Greek and eternity future. Well, that does. That's really hard to wrap your mind around that he promised this before eternity passed. So there's something about eternity I think we miss in the Bible. We always think that we that will live forever. I think eternity, living in the eternal, is so far, very much far greater than that. But at any rate, I don't think it's a stretch to say that when it uses terms like which God hath before ordained that we should walk in it, to put in the same thing, the verse, before the world began. Because it says before. Well, before what? The verses, there's a number of them that's in Romans 8, which says, and we know all this verse, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And then he goes on to start talking about before, beforehand, before time, um, that he promised that um, it states that uh, we have been called and justified. And, well, there's that word called again. And we know that that was before the world began. And justified and glorified and then glorified. He goes on and on and on. And then he says, what shall we say to these things if God before us who can be against us? And so all this, and I, I, I really don't think it's a stretch that all of the things that God did in him, in Christ Jesus, was before the world began. Now how do you get to the present and the future to something that was before the world began. The present, which says we are in Christ, like Ephesians, the second chapter says, we were raised together with him and seated together with him in Christ Jesus. With it. It's the present. It is the present at now. But we were saved before the world began. All right, here's where I'm going to try to answer some of those questions. And boy, it's tough. What's tough about this is it goes into an area which is so difficult. But let's go back to this one verse. God called us, saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given to us before the world began. At what point now, again, it's just before time was created. So it's so it's just, it's just in this, this eternal thing. But God does speak to us in a time frame or in time language. For example, when he says the word before, the word before is an uh, it, uh, it's identified by or or it's a, identifies with t- 
time. Before, now, after. Those are verses that that uh, we use to describe elements of time. So, let's get to this thing about where it says before the world began. You may have heard me mention some conjectures by uh, Derek Prince, which I think are outstanding. First time I ever heard this scripture, by the way, was from Derek Prince. And I think that uh, is... Uh, Imagining, and that's what it means to uh, meditate on God's Word, it's to imagine. But not vain things, but godly things. So what does it mean? And it's before. When was it before? Was it just before He created the world? Was it way before He created the world? Well, if you go by eternal, eternally, eternity past, wow, that is way before from our perspective. But let's just use it in a time-space world. When he promised us this eternal life before the world began, he was, um, again, we ask this question, how far before time, but the world began? Was it just before or so and so? Well, if he promised us to save us, well, you don't, you only save something that is lost. So then he had to have promised this. Not, I'm not saying he has to do anything. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it, wrap, help you wrap your mind around it. Maybe, maybe you don't even care, but boy, I care. I care a lot. And so I hope you do too. But if we saved us, then that would uh, state that we needed saving, that we were lost. So um, it was the devil, Lucifer. Uh, forgive me for my humor, but you know, the name Lucifer means light bearer. And uh, Satan rebelled in heaven by thinking he was equal with God, and he took a third of the angels to do that. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think it, you know, uh, Richard means like great leader, great king. Uh, Richard the Lionheart. And sometimes I think that uh, God would say to, forgive me if this is sacrilegious, I don't mean it to be. If God uh, was Ricky Ricardo and he would say to Lucy, <laughs> Lucifer, you got some explaining to do, <laughs> and he did. But if this, if he saved us before the world began, us needing saved, that would mean that he already knew, this is God, he already knew God the Father and God the Son, that we were going to fall, that man was going to fall. If we're lost and he saved us, then 
it's were lost in time after Adam's sin. So he knows that Adam is going to sin by promising us salvation before the world began. Well, if he knows that Adam's going to sin, then he knows that Lucifer, Satan, the devil, that serpent, is going to tempt them to fall. And if he's going to tempt them to fall, then God knows that he himself is going to fall from heaven. I hope you see where I'm going from this. Let's get back to this. He saved us. Well, if he saved us before the world began, it also had to be before Adam and Eve's sin. Because he's got nothing to save until Adam falls. Adam and Eve. So it was before that. Well, if it was before that, then he has, again, he knows Satan is going to rebel in heaven and fall and be cast to the earth because Satan was cast to the earth what? After the earth was created, after the world was created, not before. There was nothing to cast him down if he did it before. So what I'm saying is these these scriptures, one says he saved us, called us with the holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given to us before the world began. How he promised us eternal life, which God cannot buy, promised us before the world would begin. How God chose us in him. And that the long, oh, I used to say the longest run on sentence, a very long run on sentence in Ephesians 1. All of those verses, there's 17 times it speaks about who we are or what God did for us in Christ. And you know, like this book that's 152 verses, all of which, and I don't believe this is any stretch at all, all of which are committed to us before the world was created. And if it was committed to us, promised to us, saved us, notice it doesn't say, I will save you. It says he saved us. That's because in, 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 in God's uh, realm, you know, I, uh, I love detective movies, uh, detective shows. I, I love Law and Order. I love uh, uh, sequels of that Law and Order. Uh, I love CSI. I love... NCIS. I, I, I love all these detective uh, shows. And one of my favorites is Chicago PD. There's a Sergeant Void on there. And this last episode, and I'm thinking about this sermon that I'm now preaching to you. In this last episode, this week, he is working with a pastor who had been a gang leader and had been reformed. And so he's, he's, he's trying to get some uh, help from this pastor. And so it's all set up, and they pull up cars 
to each other and Voigt says, Sergeant Voigt says, is, is this, is this going to work? Because they've been waiting for him. He says, it'll work. And then the pastor says, uh, that's what shall be, has already been. <laughs> and uh, Sergeant Voigt says, well, I'm not sure what that means, but I applaud your uh, optimism. <laughs> and I thought, that which shall be has already been. I'm like, that's, that, that says it right there. That which shall be has already been. How in the world that, I, I don't know. I don't know, but see, here's the thing. When God's promised us eternal life, and when God saved us, or said he saved us, which is, it's as good as it's done, it's as good as it is already done, then he knows that Satan's going to rebel in heaven. He knows this is going to happen. He knows he's going to cast him down to the earth. He knows that he's going to make Adam and Eve. He knows that the serpent's going to tempt Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve is going to sin. And then he knows that Jesus Christ, the seed, is going to crush Satan's head. Jesus Christ is going to come to the earth and save man. He knows all that. He knows it from the beginning to the end. Wow. I don't know how. I'm not God. But I do see. Let's go to that scripture. He, called, he saved us, called us, according to his purpose and grace, which was given to us before the world began. Wow. Think about this now. Think about it. He knew all of this was going to happen because he is fulfilling a purpose. He has a purpose for your life, for my life, Oh, and it's so much greater than we could ever even imagine because it's an eternal purpose, which is uh, in the eternal realm. And it was a purpose that had been planned by God before Satan rebelled in heaven, before Adam and Eve, with the, before the world was created. You notice that the, the, the Satan was cast down to the world, he said. Whoa. Well, now think about that. If he was cast down to the world, then the world was created. And if God saved us before the world was created, then he saved us before Lucifer rebelled in heaven. The whole thing, the creation of Lucifer, the most beautiful creation that God had ever created and it describes him in such detail about how beautiful he is and, and then it, the last thing he says he was perfect but iniquity was found in him now there's the contradiction of terms right there but iniquity was found in him it was part of the plan it was 
God's purpose for Satan to fall. All of this, and again, we can only imagine, you know, like, mercy me. I think that's who sang the song, mercy me. We can only imagine. I fit in, you fit into a plan that God had hatched before Satan fell. Not only did he hatch it, he didn't come to hatching this plan after Satan's fall. You know, if you listen to some previous sermons of mine, you might have, the conjecture might be that when Satan was the worship leader in heaven, and he fell, that's when God said, well, we've got to replace this worship leader. That's not what happened. What happened was, we want a worship leader. We want uh, a creation that is uh, so perfect that there will be no iniquity found in them. I say them as a slip of the tongue. I wanted to say get a creation, it a creation. And so he hatched a plan. And knowing God never does anything without purpose, then it was he made Satan knowing that Satan was going to be lifted up with pride and fall. Now, maybe you've heard these things. Well, if God is not without, if God is without sin, then how could he make Satan who would be found sin in him? Well, again, I don't know. I'm not God. I, 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 I caution people. Don't try to judge God from man's perspective, from a human perspective. And yet, while ago I said, you know, it's from a human perspective that he communicates to us. But again, I, I don't believe I'm judging God. I'm just saying, if this is, if this is true, and of course I certainly absolutely believe it, he has made us and created us and saved us and called us according to his purpose and grace before the world began. He promised us eternal life before the world began. And if he did it before the world began, he had to do it before Lucifer fell. Because Lucifer was cast down to the world. And so he created Lucifer knowing he doesn't he didn't have plan B or even plan C in, in, in which case if you bring Lucifer into the mix, Lucifer cast down to, to the world. That's not, plan A wasn't Lucifer. Plan B wasn't Adam and Eve. Plan C. No, there's only one plan A. That's me. That's you. That's the body of Christ. And so, and again, I don't think it's a stretch 
that all the things that it says who we are in Christ in the New Testament, that he promised it before the world began. That is not a stretch. As a matter of fact, it's just outright a fact in my mind. And I know we shouldn't get the truth confused with the facts. I'm only kidding. <laughs> That's a... a <laughs> you know what it's about. Well, I hope you do, but if you don't, I'll tell you about it. You come up to ask me sometime. If we ever get back together, man, who knows what God is doing right now. Whoa, there's so much. So I just wanted to uh, get you to start thinking about these things, that all 152 verses that says what, who we are in Christ, we were in him before the foundation of the world. And we are going to be the worship of the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. We're going to be the worship leaders in heaven. We are to replace Satan. And uh, there is that which shall be has already been. got to fit into it. Say yes to God. Yes, I want to be in that plan. Well, this is my first day. Maybe you'll never see it. Maybe even Chris will edit out so many, so many of these uh, little mistakes that the only thing you'll see is, boy, I was really nervous to share this and I kind of am still am because I, I feel like I'm preaching to myself that's the face I see and uh, I'm starting to warm up to it well listen I love you guys and we're seeing some hard times right now uh I was talking to somebody about tithing. I I, I don't believe it's a, a stretch for me to say, uh, or, or a, uh, a low number. I don't think that in 43 years that I've been here, September 43 years, I've only preached about tithing maybe five times. It may be more, I just, I, 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 I'm, that's, I am so uncomfortable with talking about tithing. But I believe so hard, uh, so heartily in it that I believe whenever I write in my tithe in my book, I write in the, I do it the old-fashioned way with a paper and a pen and a register. I write in, he is risen because I believe that when we tithe, we proclaim the first fruits. We proclaim that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And uh, I remember when I first got saved, I couldn't understand why. But what do you mean is risen? Don't you mean was risen? Hmm, I get it now. It's uh, eternal now. But I just want you to know that uh, if you send your tithe in, 
uh, we are going to be having church services and Chris is going to be leading in worship. Uh, it's going to be different. Um, but I'm going to step out and do something. If you've ever got up in front for the first time and known how hard that is to speak to, to people, it's not hard for me anymore. This was hard. I didn't want to do it. I started this early afternoon on a Friday, and here it is Sunday morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm just getting to it. <laughs> They'll probably edit that out so you won't have to see that I stay up all night long. But I, uh, I have so much to share. I want you to study, uh, if you don't mind, Revelation 12, all the way down to uh, verse 12. And um, think about how that which was or that which is has already been. Like the pastor said in Chicago PD. Well, I thought that was a nice way of saying, yeah, I'm, that, I, I agree with that. Because somehow it already has been. And that's scary, but I'll tell you what, if you really get your, even get close, I, I, I haven't wrapped my mind around it, I haven't wrapped my heart around it, I, I'm working on it. But what I have done, it's great. It's awesome. And it's nice to be in God's purpose, which was promised to me before the world began. And you. Amen. Love you much. May God bless you. And uh, may He feed you with His Word the bread of life.